Hey, Rod, pass me those binoculars. Now what's biting you? Some crazy nut dancing a jig. Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Geronimo! Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant, Terry Lightfoot. Oolong Stutters Sputnik. Resident Pixie, Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President, Sam. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, we're the Dirty Hoos Doctor Who podcast. Myself, the Begonia, the Lightfoot, and Lord President Selmond. Are you still president? For five weeks. You're the president for five weeks. What's happening then? I am voluntarily demoting myself to Chancellor. Uh Oh, all the best people do. Yes, I (laughs) quite agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. It's about time you can come out and have some fucking adventures then. Yes. I do actually go into Second Life. I've just turned off everybody so nobody knows when I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) You forget that I scripted the entire sim. I know every time you come online. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You cannot hide from me. You are always welcome in my box. Moving on. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Or without hands. We are going to just shut up. <laughs> we are going to discuss Enemy of the World. Enemy of the World goes back quite a pace to 1967, the year I was born. Um, just, just as a point, I was born on the day the Macro Terror episode three was uh, was aired. Don't know why you'd want to know that. Just thought I'd share. Which was earlier this year, obviously. Patrick Troughton, the awesome Fraser Hines, uh, and the outstanding. Victoria Waterfield, Deborah Watling. This one was, interestingly, written by the one and only Barry Letts. Now, I went to a convention many, many moons ago, and Barry written? Letts was at this. Uh, directed, sorry. Directed, oh. what we're talking about. Just presumed he'd written it. And I was at a convention many moons ago, and he was there, and he was trying to justify these episodes, because people were asking him about it and stuff, and his basic reply was, yeah, the episodes at Survivor, a lot of people sitting around doing fuck all, it was better than that. Mm. And you know what? He's right. It was better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is one of the episodes that was released fairly recently because it was like found uh, in someone's bog, in someone's outhouse, in the middle of Pig's Knuckles Nowhere, and it had been sitting there collecting dust and shit. So they released it. Now, I've been reticent to watch this. One, because I'd have to pay for it. Uh, two, because it means if I'd watched it, there were no more episodes of Doctor Who that I could watch. And I loved the idea that there being an episode out there that on my deathbed I could watch those episodes and there'd be new Who for me to watch. You die at the end of episode five. Uh, 
<laughs> you know you would. My life is purely here to serve as a warning to others, Mike. <laughs> Ein spades. Yeah. <laughs> it's six episodes. They're 25 minutes each. We're going to go around. You know how our rating system works. If you don't, there's a blog post attached to this over at Dirty Hoover's blog. Um, just follow the link there and it'll take you through to how our rating system works. Essentially, it is how much we would pray for a 70s prostitute or gigolo. So I'm going to go around the room or around the world. Uh, Sen, how much would you pay for this prostitute or gigolo? $10. Mm-hmm. Fuchsia, how much would you pay for this prostitute or gigolo? 20 in a nice box of chocolates. 20 in a box of chockies. Lightfoot, how much would you pay for this prostitute or gigolo? Mm, the first time I saw it fully restored, it was a 50. Yeah. But now that I've watched it again, I think I'm going to give it a 20 with uh, a very a fancy bottle of champagne. Very nice. Now, I've got a bit of a confession to make. I'd like to be able to give this a proper tip. But I'm, uh, I've only actually watched four episodes of it. Because I had the episodes of lying around on drive, um, as one does, and I lost them to God knows where. I've got like four computers I'm running at the moment, and I've lost them somewhere. And they'll turn up again, but I'm just not that desperate to spoil it by um, paying for it. Um, so I'm actually a couple of episodes behind the rest of you. However, what I saw was fucking excellent. Mm. So I, too, I'm going to give it a 20 and my tip will be, uh, know where you've put your episodes of Doctor Who and on which fucking Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I have watched the retcon thingy ones before. You know, the yeah. ones that are together with stilts mm, and things. So mm-hmm, I could have gone back and watched them, but it was just such a pleasure to watch. And, I, and, I, and I, they had me at the Logan's Run Cars. The craft at the beginning is just, oh, that's it. Uh, sold. Yeah. Well, the first two times I saw it, one was a reconstruction, and then the second was when they discovered the things. And both times, I I felt like it was worth a $50 hoover. But this time, I was a lot more, what do you call it, analytical or critical. But in general, it's it's wonderful. And a part of the reason is uh, the directing. I mean, some of the shots, like that opening shot where... They're running away from people mm. shooting at them, and they hop into this helicopter, a real helicopter on yeah. Doctor Yeah, It's like big budget or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think from the sounds from the research the prof was doing, they pretty much blew the entire budget for the story. Well, shows on the helicopter and the hovercraft. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge ensemble, and then, and then they're running on this helicopter, and the camera is showing the helicopter taking off and looking down at the guys shooting up at the helicopter so you're you're in the helicopter with those guys r- flying away and that that shot is just like i'm like drooling I'm like that's awesome the, the costuming is fabulously done i i just loved everybody's outfits and shit jamie's wearing black leather it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly Jamie's interesting. And then <laughs> and then Astrid, that blonde chick with a fabulous figure in that hot outfit. She's looking gorgeous and the taster. It was oh. a sexy time for Doctor Who, you know. Yes. It was, it was, 
it was very interesting interesting thing for Terry because I know she loves Mrs. Peel oh, is yes. that Astrid the last who played Astrid was actually considered apparently as a replacement mm. for Mrs. Peel on the Avengers no wow well she's, she's fabulous she was very good in it and had the figure for the Avengers that's for yeah, sure yeah, and yeah. you know all the actors in this were fun to watch interesting entertaining they were characters that guy the fucking cook. chewing up the screen all of them yes the, the money's there on the screen in it the yeah. cook the <laughs> the cook was awesome he reminded me of uh marvin and then and then you know one of my favorite actors in doctor who shows up milton johns oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah playing bennick and i uh, just like every time he's in anything in doctor who i'm just like you're awesome i love you you're so evil <laughs> and uh <laughs> he plays bad like nobody's business he's in coronation street for years you know he's in all sorts i mean he's he's a standard british character. Well, he's not a standard british character actor. he's an awesome british character actor. i just love the fact that everybody kept going you were really horrible as a little boy weren't yeah. you just going yes <laughs> and i loved it I had a great he's in he's in invasion of time isn't he he's in another one too anyone any idea i just saw him he was playing a more minor part and it was a doctor who thing i just don't remember what it was yeah. he, he's in he's in so much he's in but empire strikes back i happen to know as well face it pretty much every british actor ever turned up as a member of the imperial forces <laughs> at some point and it is one for you fuchsia the, the other guys want to the fuck I'm talking about, but he was the landlord in Basil Brush. Android Invasion, Invasion of Time. Android yeah. Invasion. I don't remember yeah. the Android Invasion. That's yeah, oh yeah, anyway, well, that was that's fun. where I saw him. <laughs> I saw fun. him in in Android Invasion because I just watched that the other day just for shits and giggles. Anyway, what else was good about it was uh, the music was nice uh, yeah. in general. I really enjoyed the incidental music was really well done. There was maybe just one scene where it was a bit bizarre because it was heavy handed and they all they were doing was sitting on a bench and the music was going bum, bum. And I'm like, yes. going, Jesus Christ, they're just in the park, you know. Wow, like Peter Davidson's era. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and then as far as my rating going down a little bit, it's because now I just noticed some weird little bits of faults and logic. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, that whole thing with Jamie. It's like Jamie gets into the White House, blah, just bullshits his way into the White House. And you're just like, what? No, I don't think so. Into Hitler's domain, you know. Uh, but overall, it's it's really excellent. And, uh, of course, you know, Patrick Troughton is fucking awesome. And oh, he he's plays fucking amazing in this. He plays the villain and then so it's an excellent villain do you do you get the impression when you're watching him that you, you suddenly think that this is more patrick troughton than the doctor is yeah there's something about yes. him it seems more natural to him somehow to be an evil sadistic son of a bitch a clown. But again, he was a British character actor. Yeah. This is what they did. They mm-hmm. they played extremes and they played extremes very, very well. And it was nice to get him to see yeah. to get to see him doing it. Yeah, because um, yeah, he's sort of what is he? He's, a, he's president of the world and he's an engineer and he's a scientist. He's like a, mm. like a fucking devious lying yeah. git. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and in the storyline, there's a huge a surprise in the plot, mm. like almost towards the end of the story and you're just like oh my god and then it yeah we it suddenly <laughs> oh my becomes, god we're brothers just when you start to like you start going how much longer can they go with it they bring in a whole new element and you're like wow this is just got more interesting again and it just goes on and it's great it's <laughs> yeah. awesome yeah you thought he was a git before 
You really think he's a git now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a professional git. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's true of the last two episodes, but I thought Jamie and Victoria were a bit wasted in this. Yeah, they they weren't about a lot. They weren't doing a great deal. I think it it was one of those ones where it suffered from having too many other good actors in it yeah. that there wasn't really anything for them to do. Poor Victoria. They just make her. She's such a dimwit. They put her in the kitchen to cook and just <laughs> yes, the whole do a menu, soup, yes. fish. That's not a menu. You're just randomly naming courses. I just like the fact that her and Jamie were wearing matching kilts, though. That was very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, I can't really say much because I haven't seen all of it other than what I saw I really fucking enjoyed. And I'm actually very keen to watch the rest of it. Yeah, there's a bit of stock footage of helicopters exploding and shit like that. Mm. It's fairly obvious nowadays. But on the whole, the costumes are simple but well done. And it painted a nice atmosphere of the future. I like the way mm-hmm. we were talking about the pan-European, this, that, and Central Europe, yeah. Dudar and all. It seemed like they'd specked out the world. Mm-hmm. You know that it, and it's only 2018, so it's only three years away. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much to look forward to. Yeah, hovercrafts and shit. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's nice to see in this era sort of black actors in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually getting proper parts and um, I enjoyed it I look forward to finishing it off I'm sorry that I didn't uh, I feel I've let the audience down desperately and I will go you away let yourself down fl- yeah. I've only let myself down I've only let myself down and I will go uh, after this podcast away to a dark room and flagellate myself with mistletoe <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Okay. Oh, and by the way, the helicopter, just in case you didn't notice it, is from Russia with Love. Uh, oh, I thought it looked familiar. I believe it's also in The Demons as well. Uh, yeah, mm. same one as The Demons. I didn't realise that. Uh, now, there was an interesting thing, because the prof got very overexcited when we were watching this and started researching bits and bobs. Um, and he was saying that there was supposed to be a lot more uh, of the Doctor talking to Salamander, but they couldn't do the split screen because the camera kept jamming every time they tried oh, it. Oh, it works well. Yeah, because yeah. there is one bit in the last episode which is really good, yeah. but that's about all there is. Technically, they just couldn't get it to work. It just kept cocking up. Ah, yeah. dang. Dang. Dang it. No, I mean, it's sit within seconds of it starting and just remember all the reasons why I adore Patrick Troughton as the Doctor. Mm, God. He is just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you could just sit and watch him just prattling around. <laughs> There's the, the whole, I mean, he just runs so funny. And again, going back to, to Lego Dimensions, they've actually animated the little Lego Patrick Troughton doctor. He runs like that. You yeah. Know, he, he yeah. runs the same way. The John Pertwee one rubs the back of his neck if you leave him standing around for oh, too long. <laughs> oh, now you've said that. That's, that's a must. Oh, it's awesome. It's pretty well done. It's very well done. He's just fabulous. I adore him as the doctor. And it was a joy to watch, particularly because you know there are so few of his episodes still in existence. This is probably, that said, this is probably the best complete one I've seen mm. of, yeah, of, his, of his era. I am yeah. a massive, fucking huge fan of the episode after this, though. Uh, I see. We still haven't watched Web of Fear yet. I'm saving that well, one. Well, just awesome. And the, the audiobook's very good of it as well. Um, of all the Yeti stuff, they've done one of each. They're very good of them, with Fraser Hines describing all the bits and things. They're very good. Mm. 
but even still, what I've seen of this, I think, is better. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it is fun, and it's it's interesting the way that they play Salamander, where you can't entirely be certain whether he is a good guy or whether it's just this guy's paranoia because he's mm. you know discredited him and got him sidelined to the to back end of Australia, and obviously not wanting to spoil things for for no, you. Go for it, it's go for it. It's you know because there's two switches in the whole thing. There's there's the big reveal that Salamander's even more of a git than you thought he was mm. and then there's the reveal of ah ha 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 there's another bad guy and it's just so nicely done the way they keep pulling the rug out from underneath you and as we've yeah. said before it's partly because they've got really good character actors in there who know what they're doing who are going for it and obviously having a whale of a time mm. yeah. and it is really good and the evil characters particularly Benick I mean he's joyously evil he revels in the fact he's a sod um, <laughs> yeah. and it's lovely to see <laughs> It is beautifully done, although you do have to laugh because I think it's in the next to last episode. You do actually get to see a beautiful example of the set wobbling when people fall yes. into yes. her. Yes. <laughs> Hang on, the big reveal? It was, that, it was an earthquake. It's the big reveal aliens? No. No. So there are no aliens in this? No. Huh. Well, so the doctor it's like in a, it. Yeah, no, good point. So basically, it's kind of like a big historical set in the future. Yes. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Well, that's you know, fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, and a time when you were allowed to do that. You didn't have to have aliens just because you had to. Well, we've had aliens um, just because we had to since... It's gotten boring. I don't know. The lazy writing or something. I don't know. It is very lazy writing from everything the profs told me. But um, no, it was oh, it was lovely. Was it like written for another... I'm not being funny, but was it written for another show or something? Because it's not very Doctor Who, is it? I mean, there's no aliens, there's no time travel, there's no... I think it was basically written so that Pat Troughton could yeah. strut his stuff and mm. do something different to mm. being the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of big icons this series. Because you've got Cybermen and Ice Warriors and the Yeti mm-hmm. and Daleks. Mm. It's, it's like the big monsters season. I think this is the only one that hasn't... That isn't. Yeah. This one, the monster is a human. Yeah, basically. yeah. 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 Hmm. Are you happy, Fuchsia? I am. Oh, that's first. <laughs> well, I wanted to get in my bit after you said that because that's what I didn't like about the episode, how it felt like it was written to show off actors. Hmm. Okay. The production values were the best of anything I've seen in black and white in, the, in Doctor Who. Yeah. The, the production values were amazing. The acting was, it was so good that it almost seemed like they broke character sometimes. Like they, some of them enjoyed being assholes so much that they were almost giggling <laughs> with their eyes while they were spouting the lines. Right. You know, it's like this episode felt to me like someone decided to film an audition for everyone in the cast. Look, look, okay. look, including the production crew for everyone except the writers you know it's like the writers sat down and did their very best to write six episodes to show off the abilities of everyone in the show except themselves because it's really kind of a shit story and everything else about it is fucking amazing mm. <laughs> why is yeah. a shit story though I, because I there isn't okay peel away for a moment the amazing acting of Patrick Troughton and really everyone else. And just take some of the actors from the Space Museum, okay, yeah. and put them in these roles. 
And if you're not talking about how amazing the acting is, let's talk about what they were actually saying and doing. (laughs) And it's really a pretty stupid story. I mean, it looks good because the visuals were fleshed out beautifully. There's, you know, when they when they built the sets and when they did the costumes, there's a consistency. There's a look of culture and theme to everything. But the story is really stupid. It's full of inconsistencies, and it it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And in a way, it seems to me that this is, and we joked about this when we just got done, because everyone knows we do two at a time now, so what the hell's the point? That we just got done doing the space music. We joked about, yeah, yeah, sorry, I just spilled the beans there after six years. Um, We... We joked about the Space Museum feeling a little bit in some ways like a new series show, but this one to me felt completely like something out of the Muffet era. It was beautiful. Wash your mouth out. No, it was beautiful. (laughs) It was well acted. It looked great. It sounded great. Everything was gorgeous to look at. The production value was 15 years ahead of its time. And if you peel all that away, it was stupid. Okay, but when you say it was stupid, you're not really explaining yourself. You're mentioning all these other uh, accoutrements that go okay. around the story, but one, you're not one, mentioning about well, the story. One of the well. characters turning up. I mean, it, it's you know, it's classic Man in the Iron Mask. One of the characters turning up yeah. and happening to look like the major villain is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> yeah. The whole premise is stupid, and so much of the plot. There were so many very vitally important plot points, like you said. The companions just walking into what's basically Fort Knox of the future, just strolling (laughs) And look how much of the plot revolved around them being able to do that. And well, yeah. at least the fucking dark writers weren't ignoring them because they seem to ignore them for the rest yeah. of them. Yeah, right. Mm. And then they just disappear. Yeah. And the, the big reveal, you know, that, okay, so Salamander's got this whole thing going on. Is this the people he keeps in the cellar? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. about the people he keeps in the cellar? Again, really? Well, I mean, they do use it again in, in the Pertwee one, isn't it? The dinosaur yeah. one that we reviewed where the, the, all the idiots think they're in a spaceship right. going off to colonize is, Oh, that's is, right. It's rightfully reviled as being the worst of the era. And Ooh, I, I don't know. I, I would say that. For another time. Yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> One of the worst. It, yeah. It's certainly not <laughs> a, a well. So far. I love it. Okay, fair I, enough. I do too. <laughs> and really, for me, this is the complete opposite of Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Everything about this looks amazing. And it's just based on a, a story with so many fundamental flaws that if it wasn't held up by such great production and acting, it'd be kind of shit. Yeah, that's a fair point, really. Yeah, but Although, you know, the, the the Prince and the Pauper is a classic story, and it also is based on a very stupid premise of two people looking at <laughs> oh, yes, the same. Yeah. No, so, no, you know, I mean, I don't think that in itself makes the whole thing stupid, but... No. More like what you were mentioning, those, you know, the Jamie breaking into the oh, Fort Knox no. and, 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 and little, little things like that where you're like, okay, that's unreal. But then the story is being told so entertaining and everything, it just kind of go, okay. Let me, let me say this. We've reviewed a lot of Doctor Who and of, of the ones that I've given a mediocre or low rating to, you know, I gave this one a 10. This is by far the Doctor Who. This is the best $10 episode in the entire run of the series. I, and, and, but I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. There was, I was looking at it going, wow, that was stupid, and I don't care. 
Yeah, well, that's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. Right. They kind of carry the illogic along with all the other elements. So you're like, okay. It was too unbalanced for me, the, the mm-hmm. quality of the story versus the quality of the production. And I know that the War Games drew on too long, mm. um, although it did have little modular stories in there. But if you go, and I really think the last, I'm sure someday we'll end up reviewing that, but I think the last two episodes of the War Games give you the best Patrick Troughton that we still have existing oh, today. War Games is superb. I love War Games. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is it's another gigantic one, isn't it? But it doesn't feel like it's no, a gigantic episode. In fact, you're yeah. almost begging for more. I know. Mm. Yeah. We, we've been religiously watching two episodes a night, and I recall that when we did the War Games, we, we would do two or three a night, and I think we watched it in three nights. I you must think. love it, though. It's a big TARDIS episode. You must love that. Oh, I, but it was <laughs> the whole was just so the quality. There were bits of it that didn't look as good as Enemy of the World, you know, because they'd spent all their money at that point. <laughs> there was no money left for the war games, you know, the the yeah, the, sure. the amazing piece of Time Lord technology that revealed him after being away for centuries was a fucking white box on the floor, you know. I mean, there, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, we're still resin them to die. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's my bit on Enemy of the World. It it's just it was missing too vital of an element for me to be Patrick mm. Trout perfection. But oh God is an actor. He is just one of the greats. Oh, one more thing I wanted to say. We had mentioned in Space Museum about how basically these things were plays that were just filmed. They just yeah. parked mm. a camera in front of a play is basically mm-hmm. what they did. I don't think Enemy of the World would impress me nearly as much if it were done today. Because there was a scene where Pat Troughton went literally into a closet and had 20 seconds to do his hair and come back mm. out as Salamander. And you know that they filmed it real. Yeah. Mm. You know that they, you know that this actor walked in, someone uh-huh. quick brushed his hair, and he stepped yeah. out a completely different man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. He had 20 seconds of prep time. And as a performer, uh, it takes me a couple hours to get my head in the game before I do a performance <laughs> of some kind. Yeah. You know, it, it really does. And I think it takes most professionals a fair amount of time to get their head in the game. It took him 15 seconds. Yeah, but they had been rehearsing it all day. I mean, that was right. the one thing, you know, the BBC, that they rehearsed all day and then okay. filmed of an evening. So it, it, it wasn't like he hadn't had a chance to prepare for it. But it's still, still fucking good, though. It's, it's still, still awesome, still. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they would never do that today. You would no. you would shut down the cameras and, and the especially a lead actor, you know, a title yeah. actor would go off and, and he'd have a moment to prepare. And, you know, he'd go to his trailer and it fuck, he'd, he'd just left and came back and he was a different person I'm pretty sure this will be coming out after Christmas so I can I can say this um, I've got the missus an ace Christmas present um, there's a German guy who's an expert at quick change, my missus makes uh, costumes for film and TV mm-hmm. but she also does them for burlesque artists and for magicians and this guy's a professional, he's one of the best if not the best in the world quick change artist and he's released a book which is all about all his secrets and how to manufacture oh all the God. quick change outfits. <gasps> it cost me a awesome. fucking fortune because it's obviously it's kind of like um, magic circle. Yeah. They want you to pay through the ass because they want you to be serious about it. And it's like mm. a fucking pamphlet as well when you get it, you know. Um, well, uh, anyway. But no, I mean, it, it was actually really nice to go back and, and as 
ropey as Space Museum was and as wonderful as Pat Trout always is, it was nice to go and watch the old stuff because I really had just given up and lost it with Doctor Who after the last season with Capaldi because it was yeah. just it's so... It's not Capaldi. Capaldi's not. It's, it's not. And, and you can see that. I get going, I'm going on about Lego Dimensions. But when you listen to his performance in Lego Dimensions and you can see what his Doctor could have been with better writers, it makes it even worse, to be quite if honest. If you're playing our drinking game, by the way, if she says Lego Dimensions once more, you should yeah. legitimately take a fucking drink. I've got to say, we, we, we weren't going to talk, we're not going to go blow by blow, but you know, if they come up on the Wheel of Who, we will review the episodes. Um, but I've been watching them, and I'm pleasantly surprised compared to last season yeah how good this season's been it's certainly average or above all the episodes yeah i I would agree i've i've looked forward to each week and i was very apprehensive at the start of this yeah it fucked us up the last the last it destroyed us we couldn't even edit that was traumatizing it was traumatizing and having to edit it and listen to it again it was just like reliving i think that with the new season the, the big positive quotient in this is that they're doing two episode stories and it's mm. It's it that classic formula. It's like, hello, why would you run away from something that worked in the past? I know it's modern day. It doesn't mean you have to edit it slowly like in the past. But that Interestingly, whole- uh, this week's doesn't appear to be a two-episode story. It appears to be the next one's going to be a, pretty much a standalone, and this one is a standalone. The cliffhanger well, solution is, is a great one. I think so. It, it seems to me what they're doing is they're taking what would have been a six-episode story in, mm. in the 60s or 70s, you know, what would have ended up being two hours and 20 minutes. And they're doing it at modern pacing, and we end up with Mm. 90 Mm -hmm. minutes worth of story. So there's a lot of story in these Mm -hmm. Mm two-parters this season. Yeah. Well, with your permission, are we going to have a guest appearance? Because obviously, I've I've refused point blank to watch these. The prof just fills me in with his his varying shades of horror after. So I'm just going to pop him on for a second so he can tell you. Oh my god! Oh my god! The professor Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, how you doing, man? I'm not doing too bad. I'm glad to hear it. You look scarily like Vault Boy, you know. Uh, thank you very much. You do. I think. Uh, you do. <laughs> I'm at Vault Boy. Nice bloke. Yes. I saw turned you, up for uh, Midnight Doodah when I went to pick I saw you both giving the thumbs up. Yeah, bless him. But you don't have to like Vault Boy. Anyway. I just need the jumpsuit. So what do you think of the new series? Um, Some of it's been okay. Some of it's been a bit rubbish. Oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I thought the one with the, the undersea base and the ghosts was okay. Yeah. And I uh, quite like the second half of the one with the Zygons. Yeah. Oh, no, the Zygons. Ah, you see, the Zygons stuff didn't grip me much. Oh, no, the first, the first part didn't grip me at all, but I thought the second part was actually quite good. Really. I like the undersea base stuff. Though. Which is weird. Yeah, oh, they got yeah. um, Corey what's his face in to do the voice, but it only goes, Rah! and they got Corey. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, no, I quite enjoyed that. I was surprised how much I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think it's because it was kind of standalone. It yeah, very... I didn't really think much of the not getting much sleep episode. Oh god. Which one was that? I'm just dead. That, 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 that was the Morpheus one. Yeah, that, the Sandman. That was awful. Oh, oh fucking hell! Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, that was just yeah. stupid. Yeah. 
was that was completely retarded. Still, aren't they? They're going to do another one with those, I think. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like it was yeah, really a flashback to you know crap Doctor Who monsters from the eighties or something. Yeah, I, I like the found footage format, and I liked the way they gave us a twist at the end of like, oh, it's the footage mm. bad thing. Well, yeah, that that kind of like last, that, that last few minutes of the crumbling <laughs> face was quite nice, mm-hmm. but the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a fucking awful actor, Didn't anyway, isn't he? Let's face it. <laughs> Plastic Paddy Trout, he's dreadful. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's woefully miscast as uh, Trout, wasn't he? So, how the devil are you anyway, Prof? You good? Yeah. Oh, not bad, yeah. Not bad, mustn't grumble any day above ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, no, as I, as I said, the, the, the last season's been okay, but I, it hasn't been gripping me, I'm afraid. Mm. I haven't been into the electric guitar playing and the sonic sunglasses, I'm afraid. Oh, oh shit. Oh, my God, don't get me started. And Dr. Disco and yeah. Dr. Funkadelic and whatever yeah. else. It's it, a little it, bit it, akin yeah. to the little uh, question marks on the lapel. It's just kind of like, remember with uh, Peter Davison? Mm-hmm. It's the same feeling. It's like you're so self-conscious now that it's Dr. Who and... Yeah, yeah. So apparently, he does yeah, wear question mark underpants, doesn't he? It feels very sort of midlife crisis, Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, it's just perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's how it feels. And the last me, episode, yeah. has any, have you guys seen the last episode? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Oh, all right. okay. No, I haven't. Seen it. But it's all right. Feel free to. Yeah. I haven't seen it. You'll need a box of Kleenex because it is worth a wank at one point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, do you want to put your um, bar off? I will do. I will. I will pass you back. Thank I will you. see you soon. Nice yeah, chat to you. Bye, Professor. That last season almost broke up the Dirty Whores. It, it did. did. Yeah, it did. Yes. It genuinely nearly did, and it nearly bro- honestly nearly broke us editing it as well. We nearly yeah. just went, fuck yeah. it, fuck this, yes. fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it has taken us over a year. To actually recover sufficiently to get ourselves sat it's down. We published two episodes, I think, in the last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's all Moffat's fault. Thank you very yeah. much. Go ahead. <laughs> Should we get back to Enemy of the World and do quotes? Uh, yeah. Oh yes, quotes. So um, obviously, I've not seen it all, but there's something along the lines of oh, what is it? It's something like oh, uh, I bet you were a very naughty boy. Yes, but I had a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, it's something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, You must have been a nasty little boy. Oh, I was, but I had a very enjoyable childhood. That's the one. That's Ah. it. Uh, I like the one where uh, Victoria is asking the doctor about uh, have we landed in a world of madmen? The doctor says they're human beings, if if that's what you mean, indulging their favorite pastime of trying to destroy each other. That was yeah. my favorite. That was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, when Astrid says, "I suggested that we meet under a disused jetty by the river." A disused jetty? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> cute. He plays that so cute. He's so fucking funny. I did like the bit about whether on the beach right at the beginning, and the doctors going yelling at them to find out if there's any buckets and spades yeah. in the TARDIS, yeah. and Jamie's just sort of like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I was just a lovely little character piece. Oh, so okay, guys. Well, yeah, we rather enjoyed that. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Trown, in your absence, yeah. sir, raising a glass. 
Um, we're over on Facebook. We're over on Google Plus, which is kicking ass these days. We're over on Twitter. You know where we are, and we know where you are, and we know where your children play. We have been the Dirty Hoes Talk to You podcast. Hope you are too. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. What are we doing next? Uh, I'm going to have a bath. Curse of Peladon. I'm not. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I'm not going to have Stinky. <laughs> You've been listening to the Dirty Hooers Doctor Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. See you next time. Hey, any chance of any? Do you fancy doing some editing? Oh, I don't. I'm afraid. Oh, no, that's fair enough. At least you're, at least you're up front about I it. Think, don't worry, we'll cover it. Thank you, bud. I think I think I uh, I think I kind of overdid the editing when I did a big long stint. And you've done your time in the trenches, and it's appreciated. Don't you worry. Oh, no problem. Thanks, bud. Talk to you soon. See you in a bit. Bye bye. Bye. Fuck. <laughs>